We're here. May 23rd, 1984. Everyone okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little groggy from the trip? Sounds Just like a little it. bit. <laughs> well, never fear. We are going to the movies. Let's see what's playing. He makes discoveries. Enemies. Even a few mistakes. But that's what makes life interesting. Five. For Indiana Jones. Wait for it. Harrison Ford. Oh, indeed. Indiana indeed. Jones and the Temple <laughs> Doom. Rated PG. Starts Wednesday at a theater near you. Check newspapers. All right. I'm Drew, here with Ashley. Hey. And Derek. Yo. And you're listening to New Release 1984, where each week we travel back in time to the best year ever to watch whatever movie just hit theaters. Ashley, what was it? Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is number two in the original trilogy. Got a tagline for us? Sure do. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Hmm. Wait, I just almost did that. Oh, Indiana. <laughs> um, maybe it should have just been, oh, Indy. That could have been a, a better Yeah, that's pretty good. Tagline. Yeah. What's, what's funny <laughs> is that uh, I know I'm, I'm stepping on your, your trivia a little bit here, actually, and I'm sure you came across this one, but did, do you all know what Indiana's last name was in the original script? I do not, actually. I did Ooh. not see this in my trivia, so... So I don't think this would have had the same effect, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reread the tagline with the original last name. If adventure has a name, it must be Indiana Smith. Ah, uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, doesn't have the same oomph. Um, no. I mean, it's not, but the weird thing is Jones isn't a like uncommon name. Indiana right. does the heavy lifting and the Jones like punches it through Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the end i liked i liked how uh we watched the first movie earlier this week and sometimes they would say indy sometimes they would say indiana jones and a lot of times characters would just be like jones so (laughs) it works it works as it's as a standalone whereas Mm -hmm. smith would have just been super bland yeah exactly i completely agree (laughs) anyway As you know, we watched this movie by traveling back in time on our time-traveling scooters, but if you don't have access to that kind of sophisticated technology, you can stream it on Netflix like a lame-o. So you may have seen this movie before, like a lot of people. It's, It's a classic, but if it's been a while, Ashley is going to give you a 30-second recap and explain the entire movie. All right. I'm ready. Good? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, So Indiana Jones' plane crashes in India. He's asked by local villagers to retrieve this magical stone for for their village. Um, He ends up running into this terrifying cult. And then he is with Willie, which is the annoying screaming woman, and his awesome sidekick, Short Round, and they join him on the adventure. That's it. Wow. The whole seven, movie. Seven seconds left. Yeah. Ooh. Anything else to add? Three? No. <laughs> <laughs>
and that was punches. a condensed that was a condensed version of the whole movie right there actually yeah we yeah. could have we could have spent at least you know five of those 30 seconds on the 20 minute mine roller coaster mine cart roller coaster scene <laughs> towards the end of the movie i, I feel like you you left that out but oh, yeah. <laughs> in the, the pulling out of hearts and we'll get to the the fun moments but really you're right it's all about indy's sidekick short round mm-hmm. so he's, he's he's sort of a mini indy but he has more spunk he's not jaded yeah. he's not you know an old man so <laughs> he's he's got a, a a lot of he brings a fresh energy to the franchise mm-hmm. also it wasn't it was interesting this movie is technically a prequel to the other one but they don't really give you any timeline or explanation of of what the the time period is for for the the two movies so there's no characters that appear in both of them aside from indy obviously so it's really just a standalone adventure it could be before or after right exactly technically it's a it's a prequel so i had I knew I had seen this movie, of course, um, but <laughs> like a lot of the the things we've watched, I was genuinely curious how much of it I would remember as we as we went through. And the same thing happened when we watched the first one. I'd say I remembered like ten percent of what was happening in the first one, and for this one, I remembered uh, when the person's heart gets ripped out and st- mm-hmm. still keeps beating, and and then. Uh, gets lit on fire when the person it's like it's a there's still a spiritual link between the person's heart once it's removed from their chest um, yep <laughs> so <laughs> voodoo voodoo stuff is happening and then i remembered sort of the climax where they're on the bridge and india is surrounded on on both sides by the um the warriors and he has to uh chop down the bridge and hang on you know the very extended uh, final action scene. But what about you, Ashley? What did you know going into this? I definitely remember the heart scene. That's like pretty iconic for that movie. Um, And I remember the 20 minute, I don't remember being that long, but I remember the 20 minute scene of them like on um, in the mine going like that roller coaster ride, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. And the first, the first movie uh, had like a 20 minute car chase scene Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of even though there were no characters overlapping or no storylines that were continue a continuation of the first one there were all these callbacks and it follows the same basic like indiana gets a gets a mission goes on the mission in an escalating series of (laughs) of crazy action scenes happen from there death defying Yeah, since since we're, you know, talking about the first one a little bit, did you we don't necessarily have to say which one you liked better, but there was there was some really memorable stuff in the first one, like the uh the lightning scene at the end where they are um uh summoning the power of the box and everyone gets like electrocuted that that looks at the at the box and there's ghosts flying around. You compared it to Ghostbusters. It goes yep. it goes pretty <laughs> pretty hard sci-fi at the end did you did you like one more than the other or you like them equally well i like i like the second one better i like people of doom better than the first um but i don't because even in the first one i know we saw that as kids but i didn't really even remember the ending and you'd think i would remember that ending but i didn't remember it at all as a kid 
you remembered this ending? I remembered the heart scene and I remember the bridge. Yeah. Um, but I didn't remember at all, like the Nazis being destroyed like, and the ghosts flying around. Like, I just didn't remember that at all for some reason. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Did you like, oh, go ahead. Well, it's hard to compare them because I, one thing that was really obvious about this movie, uh, there was no, I mean, there was his sidekick, Short Round, who was a cool, mm-hmm. interesting character. But then there was the, they replaced the female lead with a complete, you know, one-dimensional damsel in, in Terrible. distress. Yeah, so yeah. like, obviously, <laughs> I guess Marianne was an iconic um, character and mm-hmm. they didn't want, for whatever reason, they, maybe maybe we'll get into it with your trivia. I'm wondering why they didn't do a continuation and they did this uh, prequel. I, I, I read one tidbit about it, but are you going to have any info on that? I'm not. <laughs> okay, well, then I'll, I'll, the tidbit I, I read was that uh, Spielberg didn't want to do Nazis again. So he, I don't really know why that means it has to go back in time, but I guess they were still a threat if he was going to pick up right where it left off, um, mm-hmm. just in the world. That would have been like the, the logical threat. So he just, he, he wanted to avoid having the same villain, you know, a very stereotypical villain twice mm-hmm. in a row so uh i'm not sure other than that why they why they did it this way but definitely a, a downgrade from uh marianne to willie yeah <laughs> marianne is a badass cool yeah right yeah. she was she was awesome and sort of a, a good uh foil for for indiana and then you knew in this one that him and willie i mean of course they had some weird sexual tension at, at mm-hmm. midway through the movie but it was inevitable that that they would probably get together and then the movie the big payoff at the end and well there's a lot of payoffs we'll we'll save that so was there <laughs> was there one thing you uh, loved or hated about this one i wish he'd use his whip more hmm. i feel like he didn't use it that much i don't know why but i was like and i guess that makes sense because you're like oh you're you get excited for him to use it so he doesn't use it all the time right. but i kind of wish he used it a little bit more <laughs> Well, it's a tricky weapon. He's always, he uses it in a little, he uses it as a, to swing across stuff. He uses it creatively. He uses mm-hmm. it when uh, Marianne, not Marianne, when Willie is walking away from him at the end of this movie, he, he whips it around her waist and, and pulls her back yeah. in. <laughs> How <So> romantic. <laughs> he, he knocks weapons out of people's hands with it. I mean, he does use it in, uh, for creative new ways throughout the, the franchise, but Mm-hmm. I think that the the problem is it's it's a pretty limited weapon. Um, right. <clears throat> one, one thing that they did that was pretty creative is they sort of flip it around. And I'd say this movie, he ends up getting whipped more than he whips. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. they, they turned that weapon back on him. There's a lot of mm-hmm. kids getting whipped. There's, <laughs> I know. There's, there's women getting whipped. There's, there's whipping that isn't... Uh, originating from from indy so Mm -hmm. i know they i think they feel like when they're gonna have him whip something it better be it better be a special moment yeah i um i did not like i'll just do one thing i didn't like because i'd like most of the movie um but i did not like the dinner scene with all the gory like gross food they're eating out of like the monkey brains and stuff it just kind of just i don't know why it was there like it just like kind of disgusted me so so one you're (laughs) such a a wuss and a girl Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
thanks and two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was watching this with a, a female audience as well, and they were uh, flipping out over the bug scenes. So not only is there the mm -hmm. the dinner scene, but there's the scene where uh, Indy is trapped in some kind of chamber that is that is like a. The roof has spikes and the floor has spikes and it's it's uh, condensing on him. Mm -hmm. And in order to save him, Willie, the the panicky damsel, has to like crawl through this maggot uh, centipede uh, insect infested chamber. She has to reach through all these giant bugs and and creepy mm -hmm. <laughs> creepy <Yeah>. crawlers. <laughs> I mean, well, she was she was actually um, really covered with over two thousand insects for that shot. Perfect. So I'm going to, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I get what you're, where you're coming from with the dinner scene. That was, that was pure spectacle, but mm -hmm. the other uses of insects was, uh, and creatures was really effective. They have right. the jungle scene. I'm going to, I'm going to make my love thing. The animal wrangler person <laughs> in, in general, great, great use of elephants, great mm -hmm. use of, uh, lizards alligators owls. vampire giant vampire bats yeah an owl yeah. was that a real owl that yeah. was awesome yeah. yeah that was a majestic uh, beautiful looking owl and, and uh, <laughs> they had three different elephants so one for one short elephant for short round one medium-sized elephant for willie and one really tall elephant for indy they're so cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of elephant humor mm -hmm. yeah um so, uh, Derek, since we kind of skipped over you, did you, did you love these movies growing up? No, I, it really wasn't that big of a, a thing for, for me or my family growing yeah. up. No. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think we're finding out as we do this, this podcast that, I, you know, as I've mentioned, I was born in 1984, but that doesn't mean I was watching very many movies <laughs> at <Right>. the time <laughs> and remembering them. So these would have had to be movies that we rewatched, you know, as they were on home video and stuff. And actually like we watched movies as a family. We watched like Steven Seagal action movies. We watched Jean-Claude Van Damme for sure. Yeah. We watched a lot of like, um, uh, sort of generic, but fun action stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, a movie like this or ET or something we, we watched, but we just didn't watch movies over and over. Like, or did, right. did you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why yeah, I never really same. developed that habit. A lot of kids like just watched the same VHS they had like twenty times. That's pretty normal. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, don't I get I me that. wrong; I've done that, but not to Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. I mean, we're gonna hit eventually on some movies um, in the upcoming weeks. I have a feeling two two big G movies um, to tease to tease it out that that Derek and I both rewatched a, a bunch of times. So. Anyway, let's move on before, because uh, one of the obvious things we could have thrown into the love category was a character, but we'll go ahead and, and, <laughs> and save that for the choose your character round. <laughs> So imagine you're at the arcade, the Indiana Jones video game just came out and you're <laughs> scrolling through the character selector screen. There's not a ton of characters to choose from on the screen because it's a movie that basically has Indiana, 
of course. Mm-hmm. It's got <laughs> Willie, the damsel, who we've mentioned, and it's got Short Round. Those are the the good guys. I mean, there's villagers, there's lots of animals. Maybe we should throw some of the animals. That's what I was thinking, like the baby elephant. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> It's when we do this, when we do this segment, it's interesting because we're all, we're always hesitant to just like, well, label ourselves Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I mean, Derek's, Derek's not, he's wearing a Indiana Jones hat to go with his, his leather (laughs) ensemble that we, we had to get him a long story, but (laughs) he had some, (laughs) he he had some issues. Yeah. With his, his time machine scooter. Um, And when we landed back in 1984, he was completely nude, but Luckily, you need some sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, we had to hide him behind a dumpster while we went on a, a leather run to get him outfitted for the, for the movie. We wanted him to feel comfortable, but also, you know, feel heroic while he was sitting in the, in the dark theater. So it's pretty good. It's comfortable now. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that leather's not, not sticking to your, your uh, damp vibe. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Derek is Indiana Jones just for the hat alone. Uh, I don't know why I'm assigning your character, but I have. That's who I was going to choose. Anyway. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in God mode in the video game. <laughs> Ashley, who, who are you leaning towards? So I'm going to choose. I mean, obviously, Short Round's the best character, but yeah. I really liked. He's not even on the main list of characters, but um, the his name is. Dr. Nana Yakara, and he's the mm. shaman for the Indian village, for the villagers. Mm. Oh, um, so he's my he's my go-to because he's just looking out for his village, and he's awesome. And a little trivia fact mm-hmm. is that he actually didn't speak a word of English in real life at all, and so he delivered his lines by mimicking Steven Spielberg, who was prompting him off camera. So that's why there's like some dramatic pauses and stuff because he doesn't really know what he's saying. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. It's mm-hmm. unlike uh, Harrison Ford, he doesn't speak every obscure language that he encounters when he. <laughs> when he <laughs> right. <laughs> Harrison Ford was translating for the uh, the native people uh, mm-hmm. into into English. So while he just stared off into a blank, like stared off blankly into the horizon to deliver his monologues, like never talks directly to a character. He just talks yeah. <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the sky. Um, so cool. Yeah. I forgot how you pronounced the, the name, but that is a outside the box choice. I would have considered going with, you know, there's some memorable villain moments but like mm-hmm. the villain characters aren't even that distinct i mean the right. main the main leader of the of the cult or whatever um is memorable looking he's got like a red <laughs> uh, buzz cut or a red triangle cut it's a f- mm-hmm. it's not a mohawk because it's too flat to his head but it's it's dyed <laughs> red like dennis rodman meets mr t or something right yep um <laughs> So that that guy was cool looking, but I'm not going to pick him. Short round, you know. I mean, it He's just so depends. Lovable. It depends on the mechanics of the game, and it depends on if the game involves a lot of sound sound bites. So if we get to hear his voice, and we get to jump ahead to later, like the skills he had developed by the end of the movie, which I assume assume they program into the game. Uh, because they probably ramp up everyone's <laughs> abilities. By the end of the movie, he's doing he's doing full blown roundhouse kicks. He's doing um, like jump. Uh, oh, that's the only type of kick I know. 
So I'm out of Yeah, just just around half the time. <laughs> I'm out of lingo. He's but... got a staff and he's smashing people's skulls in. Yeah. He does, awesome. he does at least three different <laughs> kinds of kicks. He does some smashing. He beats up the uh, other kid who's like the quote unquote king or prince of the of the city, but the kid is being mind controlled by the, the underground cult or whatever. The blood of the cult. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> All right, I'll go with short round, um, super supercharged short round. Uh, <laughs> we're all we're all picking heroes. Nobody wants uh, Willie. She's terrible, so no. Yeah, she can't do it. She doesn't do anything throughout the movie. Like she doesn't really help. She helps them that with that one part with the spikes coming down from the ceiling when she's she going through the tunnel. But very reluctantly helps them escape from imminent death by reaching through the centipedes, and then three seconds later, she reactivates the trap. <laughs> <laughs> and almost has them killed. Um, <sighs> when Indy is fighting the the giant dude um, on like the the minecart rail that's getting mm-hmm. sucked into this this uh, smashing device. I don't I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. Some kind of uh, circular, like <laughs> yeah, circular steamroller that someone's clearly going to get uh, flattened by. She throws like twenty minutes into the fight. She throws one rock. <laughs> at the guy right. from from That's, below. Yeah. I was she's a good singer. Yeah. She the movie there. The movie opens with this crazy indoor um nightclub scene where there's this choreography choreo, choreographed dancing, there's a singing, there's a dinner scene. It's sort of like it feels almost more like James Bond esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did. then I think I'm assuming they didn't want to do another. They wanted to open the movie like the first one with a big, a big action set piece, but they didn't yeah. want to set it outdoors again. So they had to come up with some kind of creative way to, to you know, do a big action scene but do it inside. I thought I thought it was cool. It was yeah, it was great. They actually filmed that scene last. Mm. Um, so the dress she's wearing is made from beads from the 1920s and 30s, and they didn't want to like ruin the dress. So well, that's that's so funny. That's true to her character because uh, that scene. Once they do escape the nightclub, they get on, they go on a car chase. Then they end up in an airplane. Then they jump out of the airplane and snow tube down a mountain, <laughs> fall off the mountain into a river, go whitewater rafting. <laughs> fall at the end of the whitewater rafting. They fall off another giant cliff into, a, into another body of water. But after all that. She's still holding on to that dress. Right, yeah. So, yeah. The dress was clearly important to to her character at heart. <laughs> I mean, props to her. I'm the more we talk about her, the more she's likable when you're in the abstract. It's just uneven delivery of lines, like her emotions are all mm-hmm. over the place. The character is intentionally I don't I'm not really defending that it's a one-dimensional character, but that's definitely just how it was written so yep, yeah exactly i mean maybe th- maybe that's another way they were just sort of differentiating from marianne like this character wasn't supposed to be his equal it was supposed to be kind of like the the more um uh, shallow type of woman mm-hmm. that he's been into um do we think that indy gets around Obvious uh, yeah. question. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, have you seen him without a shirt? Uh, yeah, the number of he times I, I, I'm I'm equal opportunity appreciator of of the human form, but 
I I heard, oh man, he's so hot! Like about a hundred times while while watching the movie. So through text, yeah, was, through yeah. live audience reactions, yeah, it was. I mean, you don't uh, disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I thought that his lean body was much more appealing than like an uh, an Arnold or Sylvester Stallone type. You know, I mean, Rocky mm-hmm. and Rocky Four is shredded and jacked but yeah <laughs> if if you're just looking for your ideal male body type is indy closer to closer than rocky oh yeah yeah, that was, oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, for most, <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's definitely a subsect of guys that would rather look like rocky but mm-hmm. i'd both rather look like indy and if if i was uh <laughs> into dudes i'd be more into into him so mm-hmm. i think we can move on <laughs> yes please on that note <laughs> actually no let's keep talking about me yeah, well, I, so well. exactly Derek's uh, leather clad torso is the next best thing moving on <laughs> this is our this just in breaking news segment So when we landed in 1984 uh, and we were out shopping at the the leather store, I picked up a newspaper and saw that the Showtime Los Angeles Lakers had just defeated Derek's hometown Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals. They're going to go on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or Suns. They're going to go on to face Boston in the, the championship next weekend. Does anybody want to make a wager on who's going to win this championship? Because I know the answer, but I bet y'all don't. Let Derek? me look at my sports almanac from. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Back to the future. Predictions. Back to the future callback. That's how Biff got his big, his big uh, payday. So Lakers mm-hmm. ver- versus Celtics. Who do, who do you have, Ashley? Celtics. Smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all nailed it um Woo! although we'll we'll give an update on the series next week so i'm also gonna now flip to the box office chart in the paper and not not surprisingly we the movie that we just saw is a dominant number one with 33 million dollars in its opening weekend it also opened on a Wednesday um, versus because of its Memorial Day weekend. So for the holiday, it opened uh, midweek instead of on Friday. So this is by far the biggest uh, movie we've watched in terms of, you know, box office hit. The theater um, is packed that we saw it in. Um, we're not still in the theater, obviously. That would be crazy. Um, we didn't bring all of our equipment, but it was it was really crowded. Um, and this is probably the a movie that people are just going back to week after week. So Indy, Temple of Doom at number one. Number two, a movie that we skipped over because everyone hates baseball, The Natural. <laughs> number three, hanging in there, one of our first movies that we went back Break in time it. to see. Breaking, Break yeah. It? Yeah, wow. dude. That's, yes. That's awesome. Four million. Well, if you remember from Ashley's trivia, like, it was, it was, Breakin' was the same weekend as 16 Candles, right? Mm-hmm. And but it, it made yeah, more. It, yep. Yeah, so Breakin's at number three right now, and 16 Candles is down at six. Like, 16 Candles is doing fine, but the fact that Breakin' had such a, such a long run is really 
really impressive. That's so, rad. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> but Indiana Jones is blowing everyone out of the water. I, I will be really curious to see uh, with some of the huge movies we have coming up, like, I, I think Indiana Jones, spoiler, uh, for the box office year-end report, ended up being the highest grossing movie of the year. But it uh, is going to have some stiff competition. So I wonder mm-hmm. I wonder if any of those are going to give it a, a run for its money. It, it cost $28 million to make, which is, I didn't adjust that for inflation, but that's a lot, um, as you would expect, for a, a huge action-adventure movie with uh, elaborate, probably a combination of elaborate sets, but they're, does anybody know how much of this they filmed in different locations? So the bridge scene alone is filmed in three different locations. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> so if that gives you any like intel into the rest of the movie, I'm sure it was all over. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the, the set, set design the, was yep. ridiculous. It was incredible, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. The way they got those monkey skulls to be perfectly easy to pull off and access the, the chilled brains, uh, great work. The cranberry sauce. Craft services. And uh, <laughs> you think that they were actually eating bugs? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the monkey brains were obviously, they were cran- it was cranberry sauce and something else mixed together, but I'm not sure about the bugs. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the dinner, the, the courses of the dinner included a giant snake that they slid open to release snakes out of the snake. <laughs> and then a round of um giant beetles that were like had a nice like gooey escargot sort of mm-hmm. texture on the inside eyeball uh, soup yeah and then uh willie asked for something more basic what did she say something simpler something yeah <laughs> uh something simpler like soup and the soup they bring her out is a steaming cauldron of, of eyeballs naturally. lucky her <laughs> yeah so she doesn't eat that and then a dessert as we've mentioned was uh monkey brains chilled mm. which is nice yeah that's nice something yeah. i mean mm. warm monkey brains might be a bit much but chilled monkey brains i could i could get down with yeah so <laughs> you have any i assume this was a well-reviewed movie but you have anything to back that up yeah, it was very well received, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I do have one good and one bad, just to mix it up. Sure. So I'll start with the bad. Um, it's not the darker turn that makes the Temple of Dune uncomfortable at times. It's its mean-spiritedness. <laughs> and that's by James Baron Berardinelli um, of Real Views. Well, so I, di- I didn't do a lot of research on the reception of this movie, but I think... One, it was criticized for being too violent and dark. Mm -hmm. This is our whole recurring PG versus PG-13 situation. So this was PG in a family family movie, movie presumably, but it had some pretty hardcore violence. And then two, uh, I feel like this was something, a backlash that probably came later, but the treatment of Native people... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. is just like uh cult leaders and i mean they do show the nice happy village as as some balance right but the the way they portray the the villains are all brown not you know not nazis this time but just kind of like uh evil evil brown people so yeah the people of india didn't want it filmed in india because right. like, they said it was too racist and yeah. um parents were like very upset of how graphic this movie was because they're expecting it to be like the first one they're like oh i can take my kids and they were like outraged 
in fairness, but, there were a couple of surprising violent moments in the first one. Like, didn't someone's head get like shot? They showed like, uh, yeah, blood splatter coming out of someone's head. I want to say, and mm-hmm. but, but this, this one had one, some pretty graphic death scenes. It had the heart. I mean, Wait, I, I'm the not, first one had that well, head. Somebody got decapitated, and like weird colors came out of their neck. Oh no, I'm confusing he, this with. Led Zeppelin film that I watched this week. Sorry. Ah, yeah. <laughs> common <different>. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Very common. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, yeah. So, this is like a good review, too. Um, so, this is by Roger Ebert. He said Steven Spielberg's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is one of the greatest bruised forearm movies ever made. You know what a bruised forearm movie is? That's the kind of movie when your date is always grabbing your forearm in a vice like mm-hmm. grip as unbearable ex- excitement unfolds on the screen. After the movie is over, you've had a great time, but your arm is black and blue for a week. <laughs> wow, Ebert. That's I've pretty never, good. I've never pictured him on a date. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Well, fair. Uh, he, might have been mar- he might have been married for all I know. I mean, he's just like a very <laughs> asexual personality. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's also sort of like a, a female stereotype or trope, the 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 girl in the theater who's like freaking out and screaming yep. uh, over the violence but i witnessed it firsthand uh we witnessed it uh firsthand when we went back in time to watch it um were you uh, would you be squeezing someone's forearm ashley throughout this movie no <laughs> i wouldn't but that's okay <laughs> the girl next to me squeezed mine a little bit and she didn't even know me yeah well it's probably the leather <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's true yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to prevent like too much bruising wear a strong uh a strong outer shell mm-hmm. made of made of uh raw hide uh, <laughs> such so, a man but it, ebert's colorful no pun intended like descriptions that's another that's a classic like ebert ebertism right there a bruised forearm movie i had never heard that but that's a that's a beautiful like little poetic way mm-hmm. to describe describe this type of movie uh if albeit a little sexist but that's fine right yeah um, <laughs> so that's our that's our uh, I'm, I'm not surprised there weren't some bad reviews in terms of you know the things that we discussed i was also just not sure which one of these movies i mean between the first two uh, we haven't watched the third one yet between the first two which one was just generally more liked at the time, I think it was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because this one just had, it had enough controversy to to for people to attack it. But I think over time, over time, there was probably backlash for certain things, but the the violence and stuff aged good well, <laughs> and I think people <laughs> kind of liked the darker tone uh, mm-hmm. of the second one over time. I know uh, our friend Meg it's it's her favorite and she's she's really into the franchise so yeah i've got a couple oh wait i'm not i'm gonna skip over <laughs> trivia trivia you've, you've given us a few good nuggets so far what else you Come got on. um so kate who plays willie actually married steven silberg they've been married since 1991 they're married now whoa mm-hmm. oh yep. that's that's awesome which is pretty cool um it, it does explain but... why he was uh well he didn't, did they start dating because of this movie? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. That's so maybe he was a little forgiving of her uneven performance because he was sleeping yeah. with her. Can, yeah, maybe. That's fair to, fair to speculate. That's fair to assume, yeah. yeah. How many, how, if you had to guess, how many times do you think she screamed throughout this movie? Mm, 
Less than hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Fewer than the number of like centipedes, but I would say a hundred. Seventy-one. Hmm. Pretty strong. That's, that's a lot. That's pr- proportionally. I would say that was probably eighty percent of her dialogue. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. you think, like the breakdown of like the movie being two hours long. Like how many times she screamed for those two hours? Like those hundred twenty minutes. Exactly. Like she screamed every other minute, basically. <laughs> If she was, if if sound was coming out of her mouth, it was a scream or a song. Yep, that's it. So, <laughs> um, so that's one thing. Or and she then, was saying, "Sorry to interrupt." She was saying, "That's okay." Indy, they're behind you. And then five minutes later, hey, they're still behind you. <laughs> and then throwing a little rock. <laughs> yeah. So very helpful when she does talk. Uh, the actor who played Short Round it was his, it was his acting debut, mm. and he actually didn't go into audition. He was helping his brother. His brother was auditioning for it. And the casting director heard him helping his brother. And then he got the part. Oh. So he beat out his brother for it. And he beat out 6,000 other elementary school kids. Man. That would be yeah. uh, that could have caused some serious sibling rivalry. <laughs> well, then, and then he went on to do like, the Goonies, too. So I guess his brother just never oh, made it. Oh, snap. I, so mm-hmm. the, Goonies, the Goonies is, I don't know what year that is. Maybe 83. Um, that's another one that I've been meaning to rewatch because I don't have a, a strong uh, nostalgia for. Uh, did mm-hmm. you watch that movie growing up? The Goonies? I totally I watched, forgot he was in it. Yeah, I think I watched it once or twice. And I remember being really good, but I didn't watch it very, like, yeah, maybe twice. Yeah. But it was good, though. But I'd like to rewatch that as well. So he went on. To, maybe, maybe The Goonies came out in 85 then. If he it came out on. after. Yeah. So it was, this one is his first one. So. Right. Cool. That's, um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of touched on this earlier, but this movie and Gremlins is widely known of having an like, impetus for the MPAA creating a PG-13 rating. Yeah, the, the, they pushed Spielberg, like famously sometimes included cursing. Like the, the movies are for kids, but they're also like for kids to uh, geek out on the fact that they're seeing sort of an adult, <laughs> an adult <Right>. movie. <laughs> and so he mm-hmm. tried to like work in, I mean, I'm not, I didn't read this specifically, but it seems like he tried to work in as much adult content as he could kind of get away with. Um, yeah, well, he actually called um, Jack Lynch. He was like the president of the MPAA at the time mm-hmm. and was like, you have to have another rating. He said, like, you can't do like only PG or R or like NC-17, which is like the X rating. And so he like talked to, talked to him to doing a PG-13 rating for it cool. I, yeah i guess i mean basically he was always making like jaws for instance right <laughs> he was always making pg what would be pg-13 movies there just wasn't wasn't a rating for it so he wasn't mm-hmm. like trying to cheat the system i guess uh didn't mean to imply that because the system was just kind of broken yeah um, <laughs> if we even need the ratings in the first place so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> another interesting fact is that Mola Ram, who was played by Amrish Puri what also played Dalsim and Street Fighter, which is awesome. Well, I was getting Street cool. Fighter vibes, like, or even Mortal Kombat vibes once they go down into that, that dungeon um, or that, mm-hmm. you know, cave dwelling. Yeah, so, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, good. Good casting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then how many people do you think this, how many people died in this movie? You had to guess. Ooh. Uh, kids, we got one. We got to see one kid die in Harrison Ford's arms. <laughs> starting starting yep. there. Um, I'm going to say more scream, more than more than the screams. So 82. 
on screen or just well anyway uh i'm gonna on say screen. like 45 100 well, you're very close oh, oh. <laughs> 45 you were very close uh 43 and 20 were because of indiana jones well so. just yeah. in the just in the last bridge scene uh, how many people well, get eaten like, by alligators yeah well that was probably like 10 like 10 people maybe in the end i would guess yeah yeah. seven to ten it wasn't that many um it's that seems low but I, I think that's just how many they show on screen which is mm-hmm. pretty high uh for actual on actually filmed deaths see if right. that was only like three or four minutes of 10 people dying right yeah <laughs> by all the action I'm exactly um, yeah i and mean it's non-stop one more little trivia nugget um so harrison ford you know that there's a a fight scene with him and this assassin that's in his room and he comes and like attacks him from behind and they're like wrestling around and fighting mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah, just... yeah during one of the most weird awkward sexual tension scenes yep. ever yeah <laughs> very strange uh but he actually suffered a herniated disc from that and he had to fly to la to, the, to get spinal surgery and so yeah ford did or the the bad guy ford harrison ford Ooh. yeah that's crazy so, the, so then they had to stop shooting for a few days and then the rest of the scenes are with like a like a stunt double because he hurt his back. Wait, how soon was he able to start uh, whipping around again? I'm not sure because it just says they, it caused the production to be shut down. It doesn't say how long. Yeah. I mean, if he went and got spinal surgery and was back <laughs> right. on set in a few days, that's, that's pretty that's impressive. A, that's a, <laughs> heroic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it is. That is a good point that the stunts aren't like the, the, the action sequences are insanely elaborate. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some some stunt work, but it's just such a like physical movie in general. I mean, he's everyone's constantly on the run, jumping around, like yeah, doing fight fight choreography, yeah, pun- <laughs> punching things. Punches. <laughs> so that is, it would be surprising if there weren't some some onset injuries. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those are all my little gems. Did they really whip the kids? No, that's my knowledge. That's terrible. In the 80s, I think you can get away with that. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I've got a couple tropes. I'll I'll roll through these, but I thought there were some interesting ones worth mentioning. One of them is called the theme music (laughs) power-up. Very very pronounced in this movie. Whenever Indy is about to getting a pinch <laughs> if you're if you're getting really nervous for him and the theme music kicks in then he's probably going to make it out so that's it do you think the music does he hear it i mean like i know he, i know he doesn't like necessarily hear it but like <laughs> like an inner monologue it just plays and he's like okay i can beat this guy that's 300 pounds <laughs> exactly i mean it's kind of like listening to um some hip hop music to to warm up for a sporting event or something or to work out. He's probably mm-hmm. got that that theme running through his coursing through his veins. Or maybe he just hears crack that or that whip or what's the song by Devo? Whip it. Whip it. Yeah, like yeah. crack that whip. Close. <laughs> whip it. That's his theme. Yeah, that's what he has in his head throughout I the mean, whole movie. How many YouTube mashups are there of Devo plus Indiana Jones footage? Probably too many. Yeah. <laughs> More than one. Um, <laughs> and then a second one that I wanted to mention because this is an, a movie where ridiculous things happen, but it's interesting which ones might like 
take you out of it. So the trope is called willing suspension of disbelief. It's pretty self-explanatory, but <laughs> were there moments where you weren't able to suspend your disbelief? I mean, <laughs> that one scene you were talking about where they jump out of the plane onto a raft and you know, like it just keeps going. I'm like, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> Mythbusters actually, I forgot this little gem. Um, Mythbusters actually tried to see if they could get, they had like a, uh, like a stunt dummy. Uh-huh. And they try to do that scene out of the plane, see if like the dummy can survive, and it obviously did not. So, well, yeah, I didn't even really like the parachutes were were gone from the plane, so they had to use the the raft mm-hmm. that they traveled for the next six <laughs> locations on. Um, so, as a parachute, that was probably the most unrealistic part of a of an insane unrealistic sequence. I mean, I would say the well, in the, the heart. Well, obviously well. the heart, but that was <laughs> but that was magical. So I mean, right. there was a voodoo, there was a voodoo doll that they used. Did y'all did y'all like the little nice touch of having the a voodoo doll with a hat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> that was fun. If I, they, if the hat fell off, they should have the voodoo kid who was controlling the doll should have pulled the hat off because if mm-hmm. Indy's hat had flown off, then he would have been completely useless. That's much more uh traumatic to him than just having uh, a stabbing heart wound right yeah <laughs> so, not having his hat on would have completely thrown thrown him off his game mm-hmm. uh, so and then i would say so more so than the magical uh, cult stuff the mind cart action scene where the speeding cart is going through the the, the caves mm-hmm. and there's a break sort of it's i don't know what's propelling the cart to be so fast unless it's just going downhill it's a roller coaster scene yeah essentially and you think you get to choose between blue and red which is the lightsaber colors they did that on purpose for the tunnels (laughs) so i did not notice that um also red pill blue pill maybe a star wars thing oh maybe Maybe the matrix was kind of referencing that yeah so it was uh, for um, even though those are the things that jumped out at me, I would say I was pretty well for both the first and the second movie, pretty effectively able to suspend my disbelief. It, mm-hmm. it helps that they start the movies off with such elaborate and extreme action scenes. Like everything that happened in the, in the first opening scene was completely unbelievable. The way the antidote um, was getting kicked around on the floor and it's just like <laughs> absurd action for for 20 minutes and if one thing was different everyone would be dead or andy would be dead um multiple times i can't say dead Um, dead (laughs) i'm saying dead um (laughs) and he would be didn't done in um and then he would be dead so after they capture andy and do the the make him drink the the blood and turn him hypnotize him or whatever they do Mm -hmm. um they put this this red sash on him, like a very thin red sash on his finally shirtless body. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and at one point he like turns and it's on it's on the other side, like it flipped around. But <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff that's not a not a suspension of disbelief. That's just a, a continuity error when you have like the insane number of uh, balls that you're juggling in every one of these scenes. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a uh, hundred <laughs> little errors like that throughout the movie, but that was the only one I noticed. 
I didn't notice any. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm not usually super keen on, <laughs> on stuff like that, but just with the number of like set uh, items <laughs> to keep straight, <laughs> this movie was probably a nightmare for the, the person on, in charge of that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our favorite segment. Rank the blank. Woo. So, based on Indy having such an iconic uh, item that he uses, a weapon, if you will. Sometimes it's a weapon, sometimes it's a tool. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a multi-purpose device. Uh, it could be a belt. I don't know if he ever uses it in that, in that way. It could be just fashion. Like, he could wrap <laughs> it around his, his neck. He could make it into a snake. Anyway, um, <laughs> our rank the blank for, the, for this week is... Best movie weapon used by non-superheroes. So I threw in that caveat so that we didn't have Thor's hammer and Iron mm-hmm. Man's shield. Not Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Captain America's shield, and just to narrow it, narrow it down a little bit. So the the cool thing about the whip is just that it isn't always. It's not a sword. It's not like something that. Uh, always would be an obvious weapon it it curls up nicely you know it's portable it's versatile yeah and uh you you can pack it in a suitcase which he does in the the first one (laughs) never leaves the continent without it but uh any any of the other ones on this list jumping out at you ashley as strong contenders well i actually thought of a few that were not on the list Okay, cool. I think, we, I think we're pretty impressive. Um, so I was thinking the sledgehammer from Misery that Kathy Bates uses. Mm. Pretty good. Um, and then I don't know if you saw this movie, but do you remember Planet Terror? With Rose McGowan? Yes. And, and she yes. plays like Cherry Darling. So her leg machine gun. <laughs> so I, I like Can where I you're that? going. I like where you're going with these. And, and this might, it might apply for hers, actually. Kathy Bates mm-hmm. is definitely not a hero. So I was trying to oh, narrow, yeah, it, narrow it further into people that were good guys. Um, not that we have to strictly stick to any rules, but mm-hmm. I, I would say that was an iconic, like, I, I think if we were doing horror movies, that would be a whole separate category. Right. So I basically, <laughs> because- Okay, I'm, we'll take that one out. Yeah, so we'll throw that one out, but Rose McGowan's leg, is it like an Uzi or something? It's, it's a machine gun. Okay. And it's a grenade launcher as well. Oh, so. of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, why if not? If you're going to get that kind of uh, extreme uh, surgery, yeah. might as well. <laughs> and then I have um, the Ghostbuster characters using proton packs. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good a one. Good one. Um, and then Jackie Chan just using his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his cat-like reflexes. Mm-hmm. With Bruce, all the kicks and punches. Bruce Lee or other martial artists could, could apply there. Van Damme, our boy. Um, from break-in and, and other important moments in our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is like, what movie has the line where maybe several movies have it where like my hands are deadly weapons or you can go to jail for... <laughs> yeah, for using these. <laughs> for using these lethal weapons. Even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the, that came out last year sort of has a reference to that because Bruce Lee's in it. Um, mm-hmm. And... We- well, I was just going to say one movie that's coming up on our schedule as well features some pretty prominent karate action. 
Yes. If you can, perfect. if you can guess with that uh, vague <laughs> teaser. So those are those are good nominees. I, of the other ones that I had on the list, I think that we should mention Ash's uh, Chainsaw from the Evil mm-hmm. Dead movies. I mean, he's those are horror movies, but he's definitely the hero. Right. Um, yeah. And that's sort of so. Let's let's put that one head to head against so Chainsaw Arm versus Machine Gun Leg. Machine Gun Leg. Sure. I mean, she has more, it definitely has more range. It's and it has a grenade deadly. launcher. It's got a grenade yeah. launcher. But is it cooler? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to y'all. I'm not, the, I'm not obsessed with the Evil Dead movies. Um, it's not like the, the iconic horror franchise for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to fight too hard for it. What about bri- the bride's uh, Hattori Hanzo sword in, in Kill Bill? Oh, it's, it was incredible. So yeah. that's a hard, uh, well, so a hard one to... That one has the advantage of we know the whole backstory of the, the item itself. Like there's mm-hmm. this whole buildup to her having the sword made and training with the sword. And it's just kind of got like much more history to it than these other, these other ones are kind of random. Um, and then one that we mentioned, uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago is... I put Luke's lightsaber, but of course mm-hmm. he's not the only one that uses the lightsaber. So, where does uh, seems like it seems like you're leaning towards the machine gun leg? Um, yeah. Where does how does Indy's whip? I mean, it doesn't have to be obviously. It's not who would win in a fight. It's right. just <laughs> whatever your your logic is for for which one is more iconic, more interesting, more creative. So, how how where does his whip? rank in 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 the in the list here pretty high i think it ranks pretty high i mean he uses as you said earlier for so many different things like it's not just a weapon which is cool what Um, about sound i mean it (laughs) has a crack it has a pop it has true yeah (laughs) not not a snap (laughs) yeah it could be used i mean he gets whipped with it um in a non uh sexy way oh wait well i shouldn't say that it wasn't intentionally (laughs) supposed to be sexy uh, but a whip could also be used in the bedroom. Um, they sort of allude to that at the end of the movie when he lassos her her back. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's got it's <laughs> Fifty Shades style applications possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek, where, where where do you rank the whip versus the machine gun lug? Uh, it depends on how mad I am that day, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you need a rocket launcher, or you just want to uh, gently whip a, a pumpkin whip or things. something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whip a, whip a flower off the. Off yeah. Uh, that's that's not cool, man. No, but then I'd catch it, and then I'd uh, okay. smell well, it, and then I'd put it in my girl's hair. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Save it. Save it for the seventies. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mention Harry's wand because Harry Potter's for is for losers. Oh, I mean, I'm actually not a big Harry Potter fan, so that's fine. But I mean, I mean, I meant geeks. That's still a hard hit, dude. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Our listeners are going to drop fifty percent now. Yeah, I, I, I I respect uh, anyone that's into into Harry Potter and and other fantasy stuff, but that one doesn't resonate with me. You know, this is this might be the first time. I think I'm going to go with the whip. I mean, it's just so versatile. Yeah, I mean. That's are, we in agree- that's very true. are we in agreement? I do like the rocket launcher edition, but 
This yeah. also has three movies. I mean, that had, or a plus four now, I guess. That mm-hmm. had, you know, one half movie, uh, one double feature. Well, yeah, obviously the whip's more iconic, so that yeah. makes sense. <clears throat> okay, cool. Well, that's fine. We actually, we actually landed on a, uh, the one from the movie. Usually the movie hasn't been the strongest contender. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> First time for everything. Let's, let's do our final questions here. How many awards did this movie win? Maybe it did. It should have. 93. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 71. 40, 43. <laughs> um, so it won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, which is nice. definitely, like, that makes sense. That's um, sick. It also won a BAFTA Award for Best Special Visual Effects as yeah. well. So. Well, what about, how did y'all think the effects held up? Because sometimes they're noticeable, but they're, they were going for some pretty, uh, I mean, compared to, like, repo man or something mm-hmm. which had access in theory to the same technology this is like well it's had a bigger co- budget so. well yeah i mean 28, 28 times this kind of goes back to believable yep uh, mm-hmm. the 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 bridge scene was very obvious that they weren't like that far away mm-hmm. from the, the water like four thousand feet they were probably you know 100 feet yep mm-hmm. and then they used uh some cgi or something to mimic the the people falling into the water but yeah it was great it was great yeah, yeah i agree sometimes the explosions like stand out one of the when the when they were uh tubing on their lifeboat down the the snow-covered mountain the plane explodes in the background and <laughs> that was like one of the <laughs> faker looking looking things mm-hmm. i didn't Some, notice that yeah it's there's definitely whenever they use actual effects um and then, I mean, it's just insane, though, the, the choreography that they have to pull off. Like, One of the first names in the credits is uh, to the choreography. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a masterpiece. I can't, yeah. it, so it didn't win any, um, no score, no Mm-mm. acting. I don't know if it deserved acting, but. Um, <laughs> no, just, actors, just best actor. visual effects. Yeah. Well, well deserved. Visual yeah. bods. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to be all the movies that we're going to be gravitating towards for this podcast uh, aren't like the ones that win awards. Uh, the, there's a there's a Mozart movie or something. I want to say Amadeus that won a bunch of awards this year. It's it's the prestige stuff. Maybe the natural probably won. Robert Redford was probably nominated for some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any Ashley awards? Um, I'll give two. Okay. So, most adorable sidekick. Yep. He was great. Aww. He was just wonderful. I loved him. Um, and then the most screams. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't Scream know another time. movie with more screams in it. So. <laughs> well, did it have more screams than Friday the Thirteenth? Ooh, I bet. Yeah, I was like, I bet it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there, there should be. I wonder if there's a horror movie that would have more screams, or actually, it would be uh, weird for this much screaming to take place like out of a non-action movie mm-hmm. um, so it makes makes sense that it would be a movie like this mm-hmm. where how are we feeling on the how 80s is this 1984 release well considering it takes place in the 2030s or 30s 20s 35 19, like 35 I yeah i don't understand the <laughs> I, you don't notice it though it's it's crazy right i don't except for the very the first scene you kind of do. I mean, like if there there, when there are cars or planes, and mm-hmm. it seemed like in the in the the last the first one and the Nazi one, 
one, there's Nazis. So that sort of <laughs> uh, gives you a timeline. And they just mm-hmm. showed more like vehicles and stuff and more cars. And they're always in these really old historic cities where the buildings would be still, you know, like that today in, in parts of India and stuff. Like not because mm-hmm. they're run down, because they're like just have a uh, hundred year old multiple hundred multiple century old buildings and and stuff that are still that are still standing so they use these awesome sort of timeless locations and then their wardrobe you know uh, much like Derek's it, Andy's wardrobe <laughs> is, is pretty timeless mm-hmm. um, chosen a size a little bit bigger by the way oh it's yeah sorry about that sneaky. yeah <laughs> we didn't have a lot of options so yeah yeah I mean at least we got you the one with the cod piece how much did you guys pay for this shit? Uh, we had to rip it off. We didn't. I, I so we should probably let the let the listeners know that we have very strict rules for when we travel back in time, like because as we know from Back to the Future and the butterfly effect, if you do anything, you could potentially cause major ripple effects through time. So we only travel back in time responsibly to do one thing: watch a movie, and then come back, <laughs> and then come back. It's it's. It's sort of a, a excessive use of technology, but uh, I think we're doing it as responsibly as possible. And it's worth it. If Derek hadn't insisted on wearing hammer pants and a pirate shirt, and, <laughs> and had worn uh, tighter fitting clothing, then he wouldn't have been in this predicament. So, mm-hmm. very but, true. Got to scoot how you want to scoot. Yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> the bill. I, I get where you're coming from when you're traveling at upwards of 15 miles an hour, and you want something billowy. <laughs> Um, so it made sense and i mean seeing you uh decked out in leather getting back on the scooter uh was a little weird i mean that's that's over overkill for that kind of hog um i don't know i feel like ashley really dug it yeah well i mean yeah she she might have just been fired up from the movie (laughs) well no i mean like seeing harrison ford uh ouch (laughs) <laughs> no, it was definitely Derek. It was definitely Derek. Okay. Supporter, so. All right. Well, yeah, you picked out uh, the outfit that you wanted to see him in. So. <laughs> uh, oh wait, we're we're off we're we're off off topic here. So how eighties? Um, I you made a good point. It wasn't set in in the eighties. The eighties. So mm-hmm. points against it for that genre and and uh, Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg and that whole universe. Mm-hmm. Um, is very 80s. I mean, that's kind of when all those people were were peaking and firing the theme on all song. cylinders. The theme very song. 80s. It, uh, 80s, but it could also be like, you know, 50s or just classical um, score, not mm-hmm. like synthesizers or anything. Um, the, the, like I said, the locations in the wardrobe are not even really, not, they don't make me think of the 30s. They're just sort of timeless adventure, you know, adventure outfits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Her sparkly uh, crop top bikini top uh, gown at the yeah, at the was end was cool. <laughs> um, so I'm, I guess it gets it gets all the points it possibly can for the Spielberg Harrison Ford uh, genre categories, but it has to land somewhere. I'm gonna. I don't think it lands at a five or like in the middle because it it's such an iconic franchise from from the 80s mm-hmm. but uh and the characters just because it came out then sort of set a tone for the 80s so i'm gonna put it more towards like uh seven you know mid 
mid to high range, but it, uh, I, I will, I will accept arguments that are sort of lower because I can see your expression. Yeah. I'm going to say lower. Okay, <laughs> so, fair enough. Mid eighties. Um, yeah. I mean, I get your points, but I think that it's definitely mid to lower range for me because it doesn't take place in the eighties. There's yeah. no eight cool eighties outfits minus that kind of crop top thing. Um, yep. so I'm not going to well, give it the, 70 points. <laughs> the lighting isn't eighties. I mean, it's, it's, it's not again, for obvious reasons, this is like, uh, set in a different a different era and it's outside mostly outside or inside caves it's natural lighting mm-hmm. not unnatural 80s lighting right um, yeah so and the score yeah the score so I'll, I'll accept that mid middle of the road 80s um should this one is interesting because we got when did the the shia labeouf harrison ford remake come out 2008 i want to say i'm not entirely kingdom, sure kingdom of the crystal skull i have not seen that one i did not see it when it came out uh derek did you see that i did yeah i'm a huge shell above fan. me too i am too uh, <laughs> yeah i was gonna watch that one this week because i figured it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hurt to go out of order uh in that in that order but i didn't get around to it yet it came out in 2008 okay so i nailed it um yeah <laughs> you're welcome um, but they did the, the does that that wasn't a remake that was a sequel right mm-hmm. yeah. i watched it yeah. with dad and mom i think when it came out i did hmm. not like it very much from what i remember i was like, just kind of generic mm-hmm. yeah how yeah, was shia was fan. i don't really remember to be honest i just remember watching it being like huh it's fine he was probably having like a a macho off with harrison ford behind the scenes the, the whole the whole time was that the paper bag seen, moment have you guys seen holes oh yeah. it's amazing yeah but he's okay. younger there well just imagine if indiana jones was in the holes universe well <laughs> i mean i think shia was, around was doing great around that age he would have been perfect but i think this was when shia was really like going through some some transformations mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, slash uh, drinking um mm-hmm. So we got a sequel, but do we need a, do you recommend a rewatch, a remake, or both? Uh, no remake for me. I think it's great as is. Um, yep. I would definitely, I mean, considering this was a rewatch for all of us. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's rewatch for me. You would tell people that hadn't seen it for a while to mm-hmm. get and on my it. Friend, my friend Molly's never seen any of the Indiana Jones. Did she watch and both she of really them liked, with you this week? No, she just watched this one. She really liked it. Okay. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, well, that's the thing I was saying earlier. Like, even though it's technically a prequel, that's not even the reason it stands on its own. I mean, it's the aside from the references they make, just like stylistically to the other one, you there's no backstory that is needed for <laughs> for <Right>. this one. <laughs> I mean, both movies start in a really cool way where they, I mean, cool to me. It it it, it sort of threw off um, some of the audience members I talked to but uh where they just throw you into an action set piece mm-hmm. um versus like having some sort of build up to that you're like in the in the mix right off the bat and that works well for uh, a sequel because even if you had seen the other movie you would be just as like uh disoriented and thrown into it as anyone yeah. else so I, I i like that approach i like that it doesn't i watched back to the future one and two this week 
and the first 45 minutes of back to the future two is just remaking the first one but in the future um <laughs> and like so self-referential it's cool it's fun seeing their very uh over the top version of 2015 <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in 1989 <laughs> when they made it but uh anyway it was it was distractingly reliant on the first one i like how this one stands on its own and mm-hmm. I wonder, so then there's the third one in the trilogy and the original trilogy was the the Last Crusade, which once again, I have no idea how much of that one I would remember. And I don't remember any of it at all. Right. Does I wonder if Marianne comes back. I wonder if it's set, uh, uh, if it feels more like a sequel or they just do a standalone adventure. Yeah. Again. Is Short Round even, is it Short Round in the third one, Derek? He might be. The the third one's where he has to choose like which goblet to drink out of, right? Hmm. I'm not Harry Potter. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There is a an Indiana Jones uh I forget. Anyway. Uh yeah, he has to choose which goblet to drink out of. Otherwise everything's gonna fucking crumble. That sounds and he familiar. The right one and it's uh. like the the boring dusty goblet versus like the crystal or the mm. gold. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And to watch it. I think there's a monkey and then whoever drinks the goblet incorrectly just catches on fire. It's cool. Oh, so maybe they brought, <laughs> they brought the goblet, monkeys back at least. Goblet of fire. Harry yeah, Potter. There you go. <laughs> ah. Geeks. Um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend a rewatch. I mm-hmm. definitely don't need to see a Harrison Ford remake any of his own movies anymore. I mean, uh, I was sort of hyped up for Blade Runner and, you know, definitely less hyped up for Star Wars, uh, which weren't remakes. Necessi- Blade Runner, I don't even know how to classify that. Uh, but Star Wars wasn't a remake, but just, just a return to his characters from 30-plus uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm over that, so... If they had done, if they had just straight up recast the indie, an indie style character as someone like Shia LaBeouf, that would have been pretty interesting. Um, but trying to uh, bring them back together as have it both ways, I don't, I don't like the the half and half approach. Yeah. Like introduce the new indie, but still have the other indie around to pass the baton. Like just, it's much cleaner if you just <laughs> if you just start fresh and and and. Shia LaBeouf is Indiana Smith or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say just, just, just rewatch. Rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying rewatch too. I watched most of it with Mark and his 15, 16 year old son. Oh right. And they oh, both cool. really enjoyed it. So had had Miles seen it before? Yeah, he had. Ooh. Yeah. So they had they had probably watched it together before, but mm-hmm. it's cool. Does yeah, it, it take cool. long to develop like a fresh? a fresh viewing of of movies like this i mean it's it's it has been a while for me but even if you've seen them like 10 years ago or something it's 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 surprising to me every time how new a movie feels uh when mm-hmm. i re watch it so i guess that's that's enough indie talk y'all y'all have anything else on on indie or should we uh talk about the the preview that we saw at the theaters for next week Ooh, the preview. Yeah, <laughs> we it is starting to feel good too. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't ever take it off. Well, you, you, 
you won't be able to take it off if you try (laughs) (laughs) between all the 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 time travel and you know the fact that that it was skin tight to start with i'm I'm sure like the the decompression from change in altitude just permanently (laughs) bonded it to 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 your body good luck Um, (laughs) i have a feeling our you know expert segue here our movie for next week might feature some leather (laughs) um willem dafoe is in it it's it's an action musical yes Uh, let's let's just hear hear a little taste you are about to enter a world (laughs) sounds leathery people are moved by the music of a woman of beauty i don't want more leather is in the hands of one man of courage where the battle between good and evil is fought in streets of fire. Yes. Okay, I might be all right with weather. Hours, streets of Fire, rated PG, starts Friday, June 1st at select theaters. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I guess you made a good point during the Hell 80s segment because just, just from the sound of that, 80s. Uh, it's going to be... <laughs> the 80s off the off the charts um mm-hmm. have, well yeah we'll we'll get into next week if you had if you had heard of this this movie or not um so if you want to be first in line for our next episode streets of fire you should subscribe to the podcast by searching new release 1984 on spotify or apple and if you want to hear us discuss a couple 2020 new releases we'll be right back after the exit music Woo! (laughs) more powered up already Oh, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> nice restraint, Derek, on saving that that song for the for the end. It's a, a big a big big payoff. Yeah, the <laughs> restraint has been the leather, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, nice <laughs> yeah. Nice, rest, nice restraints in general. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really watched much this week. That's from our modern era. Back to the Future, as mentioned, we watched uh, the first indie movie. Ashley, have you been watching any 2020 stuff? Just Riverdale. Well, that's, that's have a, very 2020. Yeah, very 2020. <laughs> I only have a few episodes left, but it gets pretty good. Well, so you were saying you had this complicated relationship with watching it to where you it can be too much. You feel like you need to take a break and then you start it back up again and get sucked in. Clearly the the second one won out <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you've watched uh, 17 episodes in two weeks which is not crazy uh, no, no that's fine no that's fine binge shaming but that's several a day mm-hmm. yeah so. <laughs> um no i really i really like it i like where it's headed right now so i had to keep watching it it did have a little bit of a lull for me which mm. maybe you'll we can talk to you after you go through that part but for a few episodes i was like i don't know if i'm really into it and i wasn't paying attention at all and then i like and then some stuff happens, but I got back into it. So, well, it's it's really crazy to think that I don't watch that many shows anymore. Any many new shows that do full network seasons, 
So mm-hmm. this season got cut short because of the, the lockdown and productions shutting down before they could film the last three episodes. So it cuts off at 19, but 22 hour long, I mean, or 42 <laughs> minutes with commercials, right. uh, episodes of a show like this is objectively too much, but like, I mean, it's still fun. Uh, but if this was made on Netflix, it would be 10 episodes a season mm-hmm. or 12. Like, it's just crazy that they do 20 episodes of it. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, and I think part of the reason I haven't finished it is because I don't want to finish it without the other three episodes. I feel like it's just going to be kind of weird. So I'm kind of waiting out. Well, holding on a little bit. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they like, they're not film. They're just going to cut the season here i don't know how much oh, the okay. i don't know how much the the last one that they filmed feels like a finale i don't know if they re uh edited it in any way to make it feel more of a finale but they're not gonna they're gonna resume production for the next season but they're mm-hmm. not gonna finish this season uh, oh I unless they okay. finish it like at the beginning of next season effectively mm-hmm. so like a yeah. recap and they just add in what happened <laughs> yeah that at least that's that's the um that's what i'm hearing from my mm-hmm. sources um so uh but yeah i'm I, i'm gonna Pushing. i'm gonna definitely dive dive back in soon <laughs> but, have you watched anything new at all <laughs> funny you should mention it <laughs> last sunday uh but basically a week ago i watched uh the wrong missy hit netflix movie netflix original with david spade and warren lapkus i think is how you pronounce her name mm-hmm. part of the happy madison adam sandler production deal dealio with with netflix <laughs> i don't i can't i can't describe why i watched this movie um yeah was it terrible what'd you think the reviews are, haven't been great but i didn't know if maybe you liked a little bit of it or was it more terrible than i expected no um <laughs> Like, have I watched most of the uh, new Adam Sandler movies that have come out on Netflix? No. Um, so I can't really, like, compare it to The Hateful Six or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other just kind of really broad comedies that have come out. Uh, David Spade is an absolute vanilla wafer. I mean, like, <laughs> personality-wise. He's not funny in this. Um, he can be kind of funny in clips on his little talk show that he does and Mm -hmm. he was good and just shoot me i don't hate him uh in the abstract but he's he was just really boring in this and uh do you know do you know the have you seen that female lead and other stuff she's a comedian I have. Yeah. She looked very familiar, but I mean, I didn't watch the movie because it looked terrible. So I'm surprised you did, but. <laughs> she's, she's good. She's the bright spot. She's not enough to recommend the movie, not by mm-hmm. a long shot, but because it's also poorly written and her character makes no sense, but at, yeah. least her, at least her performance is charming. Well, that's probably the wrong word for it. <laughs> would you, would you say that um, Emilio Estevez, did you like him better in Repo Man than you like David Spade in this, in this movie? Oh yeah. Or who would you think? So? Okay. At least I, I didn't. I don't love him. Acting really wise. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually at least. I don't know if if uh, Emilio Estevez at this stage in his life, much like if I was comparing uh, Black Sheep, David Spade to mm-hmm. Repo Man, uh, Emilio, then uh, I did. I I liked David Spade when he was in his prime. Yeah, Black Sheep was great. Yeah. So <clears throat> he's. 
capable of humor, but this was not, he wasn't playing a comedic character in this. I mean, he was a little bit sarcastic. I mean, (laughs) I think he was (laughs) supposed to be. He just wasn't giving a a comedic performance. And she was giving a giant performance, Mm -hmm. which doesn't typically work for me and didn't (laughs) work for me here (laughs) either. I watched it. I watched 30 minutes of it. And then I finished uh, The Last Dance, sadly. The Michael Jordan documentary Yeah, is is finished its 10-episode run last Sunday. And then as I was as I was falling asleep at the end of the long weekend on Sunday night, I did finish the the, the wrong Missy. I could have easily stopped yeah. at the halfway point, but I didn't have the viewing ambition level <laughs> to watch any <laughs> anything uh, more challenging. So mm-hmm. it it hit me at exactly the the right time for me to give it a, a shot and hate watching. And- hate yeah <laughs> and hate myself yeah <laughs> derek any any depressing things you've been watching depressing uh luckily no not this cool. week um the community reunion oh yeah amazing uh well amazing in the sense as as good as they could have done through zoom right mm-hmm. writing uh they played around the fact that chevy chase was kicked off <laughs> Good. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, it, it was it was good. It it felt like the season, you know, is emotional. Had all the main characters aside from Chevy Chase. Do y'all, do y'all like this trend? I mean, of uh, Saturday Night Live and other shows doing reunion, like making the best of the present circumstance and releasing something that's probably subpar, but at least in the case of the reunions, these things probably just wouldn't have happened otherwise because they would have all been working on uh, other projects, other things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a cool outcome. But have you all watched any of the Saturday Night Live stuff that's been happening? I, ha- I haven't watched that, but I did watch the Parks and Rec also did oh. like a Zoom episode similar to Community. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was great. I loved all those characters. Um, they did a really good job. They even like touched on since Nick Offerman is married to, um, I forgot the actress's name, that's Will and Grace in real life. And she's oh, also Deborah in Parks Messing? No, the, oh. well, the loud voice. <laughs> Amy <brunette>. Poehler? <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, um, so Poehler. she's also she's also in the Parks and Rec. She, she's in a few like, cameos. And so she comes on the- Fran Drescher? Too. Okay, anyway. Is it no. not Fran Drescher? No. Oh. The worst. But they do a great job. <laughs> I was going to Google it and just say it, but I thought you guys were going to quickly go past this. Um, yeah, I thought so too. Megan Mullally. There oh, cool. But also, what was cool, now that I remember it, uh, or that I'm thinking about it, um, Aubrey Plaza and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's like locked in his, his, yeah. uh, his shed outside. And Aubrey Plaza's character, I forget her name, uh, like just won't go save him. And Chris Pratt's just locked in his shed out in the back. Hmm. Like, yeah, he's trying to read like a MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. Like it. In addition to just like seeing the the characters back together, which is fun. There's been at least enough of a story on these reunions to make it like, yeah, creatively compelling uh, too. I mean, they're all creative watch, people. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to watch Community. Um, Parks and Rec was really touching on like everyone like Zoom chatting each other 
yeah. and then that way to call Gary because no one wanted to talk to him, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really well done. Right. There's I probably only it. so many. I mean, uh, so many times we can see the same format. I mean, it's never going to get old to like see the Buffy cast back together mm-hmm. if they're just like doing a Zoom call and whether <laughs> Your they're favorite. In- yeah, for example, Montreal <laughs> um, Hill back together again one for one last game, but um, a basketball Zoom call the go go Ravens. Um, so, but uh, that's gonna get that's gonna wear out its welcome. Like the the creative side of it, the nostalgia mm-hmm. side of it will continue to be novel if it's new, if it's new shows doing it. But I exactly. wonder how many how many like plot lines <laughs> they can people can come up with that's mm-hmm. that's why i was bringing up saturday night live because they're trying to do a show uh most weeks and all these different sketches revolving a lot of them around you know things that get filmed with webcams or or, or whatever i mean they did a zoom call parody or a couple but they can't just keep doing that same parody so right uh, <laughs> it's just finding creative ways to to explain the production <laughs> is uh maybe gonna have a cap but i feel like things are gonna get back to because of the amount of resources that they have access to like and the fact that they can control uh, uh a location and test all the people that they need to like they're gonna start filming stuff uh, sort of soon i would i mm-hmm. would assume i yeah i'd assume as well I listened to a the Jimmy Fallon Jennifer Lopez interview yesterday, mm-hmm. and J Lo is filming scenes from her house, and her kids are like doing the, you know, the snap thing. Yeah, <laughs> like so I think they might ship cameras like to her house because it had like all the tracking, and all that crazy detail at the top. Well, are they? I mean, like, is she filming something new because of this, or she's filming something that they were already going to do? Yeah, already going to do. So they're okay. like wrapping up shooting. Right. Yeah, because I mean, when you can, when production resumes on things that weren't written specifically for this time, uh, that'll be, I don't think that'll be too far off. Um, yeah, well, know. and uh, I was just going to say that Drake's, one of Drake's new music videos is in his house. Yeah, like but that's that's so. that's a constraint because of the time. But I'm saying I want Stranger Things for to start filming again. They were mm. shooting in Albuquerque in a relatively remote town with, you know, uh, a, not a small cast, but like a number of amount of people and people on set that they could test. Like sports are coming back. I'm just saying there's no reason yeah. why they would stay shut down that much longer. I mean, safety is the reason, but right. <laughs> I think it could in the next couple months, things are going to productions that have nothing to do with like, we filmed this on a handheld camera, like full on productions are going to get uh, up and going. Not something that's, you know, mission impossible movie where you're jet setting around and, and <laughs> meet huge crowds and, and background uh, actors and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, reasonably sized productions. So, cause we need stranger things for <laughs> to start filming before the kids age out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> of, that's true. Of the parts. Um, because they filmed, we might have already talked about this on the podcast, but they filmed part of this current season already. So if there's too much time off, you're like, wait would, a second. <laughs> yeah, it would. It could potentially be noticeable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's. It was a light week for me. There was nothing I got super super excited to watch new new show wise. Next week I'll be watching uh, Lovebirds, the Netflix another Netflix original that might actually be good. Um, so maybe we can talk about that and anything else that pops up. Y'all done here? Oh yeah. Dance, <laughs> dance, dance party time. Dance, 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 dance. I love the lasers. <laughs> <laughs>